what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Yo, kids, yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, here with my co-host... Um, what's your name again? Guy Neville. We host a podcast together all the time. No, that's not right. I think your name is... Chocolate. Nope, Kapow. I know who I am. I'm Guy Neville, inventor, motorbike maniac, and alter ego of... Guyomatic. I don't know why I thought it was chocolate, but whatever your name is, I'm glad to be here podcasting with you. Me too, Kapow. Especially because the story of today's inventor, just like me, is all about style. You're all about style? But your butt doesn't even sparkle! Uh, yeah, well, style and beauty are a personal taste, I suppose. But when it comes to taste, today's inventor probably beats everyone who came before or after. Wait! That's why I was thinking about chocolate! Today's inventor had great taste! And her taste was... Chocolate! Uh, what do you mean, Capel? I mean that she wasn't just an inventor, she was made of chocolate! Oh dear, Capel, do you think Coco Chanel was called Coco because she was made of chocolate? Of course! Why else would you call someone Coco? I mean, if she was called Chicken Chanel, you'd expect her to taste like Chicky Nugs, right? Yeah, but Chicken isn't a nickname. Coco is. So, wait. You're saying that a person can be named the same thing as a food and not taste like that food? Does that mean people whose last name is Burger don't taste like burgers? Yep. Next, you're going to tell me the country of Turkey doesn't taste like Turkey. Kapow, these are all just names. I mean, your name is Kapow, but do you ever go Kapow? I go Kapow all the time. Uh, okay, yeah, you actually do. Okay, well, a uh, Coco, unlike you, didn't match her name like that. Well, nobody's perfect except for me, Kapow! But enough about me. Let's talk about Coco, who may not have tasted like chocolate, but still was super amazing. You got that right. Hey, why don't you go ahead and start us off, Kapow? Sweet! Gabrielle Chanel was born on August 19th, 1883 in Samoa, France. Now, while Gabrielle would go on to be the expert on style and luxury, she was born very poor. And when her mother died when she was 12, her father abandoned her at an orphanage. It was a tough start, but Gabrielle wasn't one to give up. Right away, she knew she was destined for better things. So, while at the orphanage, Gabrielle focused on learning a skill. And that skill she learned was sewing. And she quickly got really good. Gabrielle was so good that soon she took her sewing skills and left the orphanage. In order to support herself, she got a job as a maid and a singer. She had a beautiful voice and became famous for singing the song, Ki Kwa Vukoko. This is a song about a woman who lost her dog, Coco. In French, 
Coco means darling. Gabrielle sang the song so well that people started calling her Coco. Coco Chanel was born. Thanks to her fame as a singer, Coco started meeting people from all sorts of backgrounds that were different and many wealthier than her own. One of these people was Arthur Capel. Coco met Arthur in 1913 and they hit it off. Together they opened a tiny shop where Coco made and sold simple sportswear such as jersey sweaters. Jersey is a knit fabric that back then was made of wool. Now, you know us goats love wool. And when it came to Coco's jersey fabric designs, so did people. After five years, her original designs became known as the poor girl style. It was incredibly popular. You see, not only did her designs look cool, they felt good. And in an era where one of the main styles involved wearing uncomfortable things called corsets, comfort was totally groundbreaking. And with this simple but inventive idea, Coco revolutionized fashion. Soon her little shop had turned into a big company called Chanel Industries. By the late 1920s, Chanel Industries was worth millions and employed more than 2,000 people. And they weren't just making comfy, cool clothes at Chanel after a while. They also had a perfume laboratory and a jewelry workshop. Now, with her inventive sense of style and ability to invent new fashions, almost everything Coco did was successful. But of all of her inventions, one of the most influential and money-making was a perfume called Chanel Number no. 5. I've never smelled it myself, but probably smells like goats. Uh, way off, buddy. Chanel Number no. 5 is a combination of jasmine and other floral scents. You see, up until then, most perfumes had a single scent. So, Chanel Number no. 5, with a mix of complex scents, was completely new and exciting. Hmm, I guess that's a good smell combo. I mean, if you don't have any goat perfume lying around. Anyway, Chanel Number no. 5 was released in 1921 with the help of Ernst Beau, one of the most talented perfume creators in France, and was immediately a huge hit. It had been said that the perfume got its name from a series of scents that Beau created for Chanel to sample. She chose the fifth. Now, designers almost all make perfumes today, but Coco was the first major fashion designer to do it. And she didn't just revolutionize the way perfumes smelled. She innovated the way they looked too. She replaced the typical perfume packaging with a simple and sleek bottle that looked so cool sitting in a room that it added to Chanel number no. five success. Coco wasn't done inventing an innovating style though. In 1926, a picture of a short, simple black dress that Coco had designed appeared in American Vogue magazine. It was calf length, straight, and decorated only by a few diagonal lines. This little black dress was simple, but it shook the fashion world. Unlike fashionable dresses that had come before it, Coco's little black dress was accessible for women of all social classes. It was an instant classic and changed the color black from the color funerals and sorrow to the color of chic or stylishly cool. Coco closed her design house in 1939 because of an outbreak of World War II and Germany's invasion of her home country of France. And for a time, people thought Coco was finished. But then, in 1954, she surprised everyone and arrived with a new invention in fashion, a woman's suit. It was made of a collarless, braid-trimmed cardigan jacket with a graceful skirt underneath. It was revolutionary. And she wasn't done. Next, she introduced bell-bottom pants, and then she invented, you know what? 
Coco invented so much cool stuff, I don't have time to list it all. So, to put it simply, for the rest of her life, Coco invented the clothes that represented taste, style, and chocolate. Not chocolate, Capel. Uh, sorry, my bad, I forgot. <laughs> anyway, Coco may have started out with nothing, but with imagination and the power of invention, she became a fashion designer who dominated style and luxury for almost six decades. Just like Edison, she was an inventor who changed the world. She just used fashion instead of electricity. Thanks to Coco, now a person who wants to look good is able to feel good at the same time. After all, as Coco always said, luxury must be comfortable. Otherwise, it is not luxury. <laughs> I don't know about you, Kapow, but Coco has me wanting to try and invent a cool new style of clothing. What do you say? I say yes! But before we go, if any of you kids out there want to talk more about Coco, Fashion, Flugerville, or me, Kapow, just send an email to kapow at gokidgo.com or to me at guy at gokidgo.com. We might even read your questions on a podcast. But until then, I hope you have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go!